Hey, Timberlake Church. Welcome to my living room. My name is Pastor Matt. For those that might not know me, I want to open up scripture today with you and to see what God has. And this is the time that we do that in our service. I want to share with you to begin a story of one man's heart for prayer that God used to change the entire world. It was the early 1700s and a man named Nicholas Zinzendorf was born into a family of nobility and wealth. Zinzendorf was born into this family also who loved God in a deep way. They would often gather beside the fire and read scripture to one another and pray. In those times, Zinzendorf grew up into a family of faith that cultivated a heart for other people and a deep love for God. Also going on in the world at the time, the Roman Catholic Church had begun persecuting everyone who disagreed with the way that they thought faith should be. Many people were forced out of their lands and off of the places where they came from. In the places of Moravia, some of these refugees ended up moving north to a place called Saxony, where Count Zinzendorf's family owned land. A Moravian named Christian David showed up one day at Count Zinzendorf's door and asked him to move on to the property. In a heart of Christianity and of love, Zinzendorf said, for sure, come on. Ten Moravians soon followed after, and they founded a settlement on the Count's land. They named this place Hernhut. In the English translation, Hernhut simply means the Lord's watch. Soon, more than 300 people would be living at this place called Hernhut. Many would move due to the spirited preaching that was going on at a local parish church. And in an attempt to unify all those who were there, Count Zinzendorf actually moved him and his family out of their palatial house into this new village of Hernhut. He would go from house to house, counseling those who needed it, and created a brotherly agreement between all those who lived there. He appointed watchmen, almoners, and other caretakers to take care of the spiritual and physical needs of their community. Zinzendorf's aim was to form a community of Jesus followers. He was even attested to say that there can be no Christianity without community. One night, Count Zinzendorf gathered with his people for a communion service. The Holy Spirit moved powerfully at this service and Zinzendorf led the others into a deeper time of prayer. A profound conviction formed in the believers for sharing the gospel of Christ with their neighbors. The passion for evangelization continued and deepened for not only their neighbors that were near, but also for those who are far away. This prayer movement that began on a mid-August night continued with those Moravians around the clock, 24-7, without interruption. Now get this, that prayer movement of 24-7 prayer continued for more than 100 years. Within the first two decades of that prayer movement, Zinzendorf sent missionaries out around the globe, places like Greenland, to Africa's Guinea coast, to the native North Americans, Romania, and Constantinople. In short order, more than 70 missionaries from a community of fewer than 600 
answered the call of God to go forward and take his gospel to the world. By the time Zinzendorf died in 1760 in Hernhut, the Moravians had sent out at least 226 missionaries and the world was forever changed by the power of the Holy Spirit through them. Out of this place of prayer, God raised up men and women to take his gospel to farthest places. Let us pray. Father God, I say thank you for who you are. I say thank you for the place of prayer in which you share with us your heart. God, we ask that we would enter into a time today that we would hear from you and that you would send us into the deep places that you have for us in our community and beyond. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is week three in our series on prayer called Closer. This is also the fifth Sunday of Lent. I do hope that your week is going well and that you have been able to find ways to navigate these times that we're in. As one of your pastors, my heart is to bless you and to equip you with all the necessary things you need to be able to navigate the storm-filled waters of this life. I do not want to, nor do I believe it's my duty to, entertain you with superficial stories that bring warm feelings. No, my desire is to deeply, deeply connect you with the joys found in the process of dying to self and living in Christ. Friends, we're in uncharted waters as we deal with the spread of COVID-19. The ideas of total solitude and social distancing seem to be opposite to the hospitality that we find ourselves and are used to when we gather at the building that we call Timberlake United Methodist. I mean, even in our denominational name of United Methodist, we speak out of our community and fraternity. It is the duty of Pastor Brad and myself, along with every other spiritual leader in our church, to speak the truth in love. So my hope is that this sermon will be one of those places that puts more ballast into your boat so that as we navigate the waters of anxiety and uncertainty that we find ourselves in, we won't capsize, but we'll make it to safe harbor on the other side of this storm. If you would turn with me now to the book of Colossians, as we will be reading from verses 9 all the way to verse 14. Again, Colossians 9 verses 14. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing the knowledge of God, being strengthened within all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. May God add to the reading and the doing of his word. As I light another candle, Evidently, that one is going to be finicky for me. 
I want us to understand that Paul gives these words of comfort to the church gathered at Colossae. While Paul was on house arrest in Rome, he wrote this book. Three weeks ago, for most of us, it would have been hard to imagine what it would be like to be in a place of isolation like Paul found himself, unable to do the normal things of life. But now, it is our very present reality. For my personal situation at this present moment, with my family of seven and my mother making eight in our household, if they lower the number of those who can gather less than 10, I'm going to need a place to board some of my kids. <laughs> but all in all seriousness, uh, our reality is one of isolation. And in our attempts of physical distancing, uh, we hold on to the hope in ways that we may never have hold on, held on to hope in the past. As we navigate this time together, I am in great confidence that we will see the opportunity we have now more than ever, to be a light in the darkness. This is where the power of prayer comes in. In our scripture reading, Paul is praying for fellow followers of Jesus to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. He says, So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. How are we to bear fruit in a time where we can hardly buy bananas from the grocery store. Well, in uncertain times, we have to understand that we should look to how our unchanging God has worked in the past circumstances. And reminding ourselves of God's past victories, we should be able to once again put our faith in God and create an expectation for a miracle to happen. Again and again, God has showed us those things that he does in the places of prayer. Maybe this candle will be a little bit more nice. There you are. You're a nice candle. God used Count Zinzendorf to start what would become the largest missions movement of that time. Zinzendorf and hundreds of hundreds of people came to know the love of God and the saving grace of Jesus through the obedience of the Moravians. Those Moravian refugees whom he built a community with, all of what God did at Hernhut was birthed out of a place of surrender and of prayer. Two weeks ago, Pastor Brad shared with us that God invites us in to his presence, just as we are. We do not need special permission to talk with our Heavenly Father. The Pope this week must have listened to Brad's sermon, because sometime last week he lifted the restrictions of confession and proclaim that Catholics world over no longer have to go through a priest to confess their sins to God. Good job, Pastor Brad. You got to the Pope. If God has given us an open invitation to speak with him, then we should use this time of quarantine and see it as a blessing. We have an opportunity given to us to build up our own personal walk with God through our prayer time. See, prayer connects us to the unlimited resources of God. Sharing the gospel is a spiritual work. In this, we must realize that only the Holy Spirit can open the hearts of our neighbors who do not know God for themselves. If I were to compare my prayer life to the prayer life of the Apostle Paul that we have read here together today, I become very aware of my great need and a conviction comes into my heart. I need to 
have the Spirit of God bring me more awareness and to focus me more upon the mission of God and what He is desiring out of my life and what my life looks like when I place it in the place of prayer. Many times I find myself complaining about how things in society are going. And I, I look to the world and I, I make complaints. But what I really need is the conviction of Jesus to take me to that place of prayer and involve myself in his heart for the world. I waste my breath on complaints while I could be spending that time in prayer, connecting myself to God, who really is the only answer for the change that I want to see. So imagine with me, if you would, what it would look like if we took the time for the next few weeks of quarantine, this time that, that we have been put into isolation, into exile, and we started praying like the Moravians prayed, like these great missionaries. I'm going to try this candle again, see if it'll help me out this time. Maybe not. That's okay. I've got others. If we entered into this place of prayer like a missionary, I truly believe that we would begin to see a deliverance from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of light. We would see our faith grow stronger and our witness would penetrate deeper when we share our stories of God's faithfulness with those around us. We become more focused on the opportunities God has given us at our work, within our families, and the relationships with our friends. So to finish up today, I, I want to get super practical with you. I want to suggest that you actually carve out a place in your home and dedicate it in this time as a place of prayer. This could be a closet, a guest bedroom, a corner in your living room, or simply the edge of your bed. No matter what the place is, designate it over these next few weeks as the place that you turn to when your anxiety rear its head. Set it apart as a place of reconciliation when you say the wrong things to a family member. Allow it to be the place to connect to God when the feeling of loneliness seems to overtake you. Overall, let it be the place of refuge as the current storms rock against our boat. Imagine what God will do through our church if we all as individuals spend a little bit more time reading the Bible and speaking with God in our prayer closets. Friends, I believe our prayers will guide us like the Moravians to a place where our individual lights burn brighter than they ever have. And on that day, when we gather again to corporate worship, when our lights come together, we will once again shine bright together. We will once again see God use us to set his world ablaze with our stories of his faithfulness. Until then, continue to pray, continue to grow in love with God and each other.